Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Dan Lobby and this is another edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Mary Kay Cabot is in Minneapolis for the Super Bowl uh, this week. She's been there most of the week and I was able to get her uh, via Facebook Live on the Cleveland.com Facebook page. And So what you're going to hear is actually just a recording of our conversation uh, from Facebook Live. So if you hear us talking about video or something that, that you know, her walking around and showing people things, uh, that's what we're talking about with this. So this is just a... Uh, a recording of our Facebook Live conversation on Friday, uh, a couple days before the game. She was in the Mall of America, which is serving as the media center there. She was not riding the roller coaster, uh, even though I, I tried to get her to do that. She was not on the roller coaster. Um, so if you want to see the video, you can head over to Cleveland.com's Facebook page. It's Facebook.com slash Cleveland.com. Otherwise, uh, check out our podcast as she updates us on the people she's run into. We talk quarterbacks, we talk Hall of Fame voting, uh, all sorts of things uh, on our, our Facebook live chat that you're going to hear right here on this podcast. Mary Kay, I think everything I think everything is working. We did it, Dan. <laughs> Somehow we managed to pull it off this time around. Okay, so I, as yep. as everyone can probably see, you are in a mall right now. Yes. The uh, the, the uh, go ahead. Well, it's it's probably more eventful than uh, than my basement uh, right now. As there's there's no roller coaster or anything in in my basement, as, as people can probably see. Yeah, I wish uh, I wish I had the guts to still ride a roller coaster because it looks <laughs> like fun. But uh, that would make a good story, right? Yeah. Uh, if I could get Baker Mayfield to make take a roller coaster ride with me. Yeah, there you go. That's that's your goal for the next <laughs> for the next couple days. Um, so so kind of uh, obviously with, with the media room behind you, the the radio row, all of that. What's it like at the Super Bowl every year? And how is this year kind of different, if it is at all? Well, it is very different this year because we, as you can see, are in a mall. I mean, <laughs> everything uh, that's happening is taking place in this enormous, enormous Mall of America. And I'm going to walk as we're talking and see if I can still hear you a little bit as, as we're talking. Uh, see if I can show you a few other things behind me. Uh, but it's, um, 
it's really crazy. Uh, there's Radio Row, and you know you've run into a lot of people up there on Radio Row. Of course, they've all got their handlers with them, so <laughs> it's very, very difficult to actually, um, you know, just to get anybody to stop and talk. So uh, that's been a little bit of a challenge. I've been I raced around after uh, Kirk Cousins for about an hour today, and uh, you know all, the handlers wouldn't let me get one question in, but uh, just having a little bit of fun. You know, I went and talked to. Uh, Joe Thomas and Andrew Hawkins today, as they were doing their wildly popular podcast, <laughs> and uh, you know, just just having a very interesting day. So, I mean, let, let's get to the quarterbacks. Since you brought up Kirk Cousins, you tried to talk to him today. Uh, of course, big news this week is Alex Smith was traded to Washington. Um, Kirk Cousins, I guess, would be the next option if, if you were looking for a long-term starter. If you're looking for a bridge, maybe not. But what's kind of your sense as to what's next on the quarterback front for the Browns? No, I think they have to look at Kirk Cousins. I think they have to look at every available quarterback. Now, really, the plan was to go after Alex Smith. That was going to happen, and it did happen. They tried to, you know, they tried to trade uh, the number two, one of the number two picks for him. Uh, now they have to turn their sights to other quarterbacks. And the first one on the list is Kirk Cousins because, you know, he is, everybody knows he's going to be available. And at this point, they really just have to try everything that they possibly can. Everything has to be on the table. So, you know, they'll inquire, they'll look at it. I don't know how serious it is, uh, but that is definitely something that is gotta, that's got to be on the radar. Uh, there are a lot of other teams that will be interested in him, including Denver, uh, the Jets. I've, I've been told, uh, one person told me today, they think that uh, the Jets would be an obvious landing spot for him. I ran into Charlie Weiss a little bit ago down here at Sirius XM Radio, and he said, uh, he, he talked to Kirk Cousins down here at Sirius XM, and I, I asked Charlie, what would you say? And he said, I told him, don't go to the team, a team just because they're offering you the most money. Now, the Browns have the most money. Yeah. Um, but all day Kirk keeps on talking about, you know, it's about winning. It's about winning. He wants to go where he can win consistently. But I would argue that that could be the Cleveland Browns if you get a quarterback like that. If, if you got him and then you took Saquon Barkley number one and, you know, so maybe a defensive player number four, Minka Fitzpatrick or somebody like that, all that money, all those draft picks, you could turn things around pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, it really could. That could happen. I mean, you look. You can see what happened in San Francisco when they got Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. So I think they're a good quarterback away from winning some football games. And, uh, you know, and Kirk really does, you know, fit the bill in terms of the, the caliber of quarterback that you would need uh, to, to acquire to start winning right away. You know, and, and the other thing is you can say it's not about the money until that number kind of shows up in front of you, and, and that can change quickly. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Generally – players sign where the money is better. I mean, that that is usually how it goes. So it's just going to come down to really how badly do they want it, how badly do they want him, and how much are they willing to pay. Because then it does change uh, your strategy a little bit. It changes your outlook. If you're going to sign Kirk Cousins to a long-term contract, and by the way, Joe Thomas thinks that they are going to do that and that they're going to land him, uh, if you are going to sign him to that long-term contract, you know, that means that you're probably not going to be starting that rookie anytime soon. So that weighs into this whole thing. Uh, it makes for a very unique situation because 
you know, if you've got a guy like Kirk Cousins, is he going to want to come to a place where you might draft a quarterback number one overall? Yeah, I mean, that's if, if you're paying that guy that much money, it, it, I think he turns 30 in August, you're almost committing him, committing to him as the guy for the next probably four to five years. Yeah, you are. And you would do that if you did not fall madly in love with any of the quarterbacks in this draft. You know, in, in this scenario, you know, maybe you change your, your draft strategy, you know, if you were able to land someone like him. Maybe you change the draft strategy and... You know, you go somewhere else with those with that top pick. I mean, maybe you even think about trading it. There, there will be plenty of teams that would be uh, after that number one pick because of the quarterback is trapped. But in the end, I think the Browns will draft, still draft a quarterback number one overall. Uh, so, so where could they look if, if it wasn't Cousins? If they did take a guy number one, uh, I mean, are we looking at AJ McCarron? Is, is that sort of the next logical person to go to? Yeah, there's a couple different tiers of quarterbacks that you can look at. And uh, A.J. would not be in that top tier. He would be more of a bridge quarterback. So he's somebody that you would, uh, you know, that you would take a look at from a bridge quarterback standpoint. And, uh, you know, the thing about A.J. is he wants to go somewhere and start as well. So you'd have to be reasonably sure, you know, that he wants to come here too, you know, knowing full well that you're going to draft a quarterback probably number one overall but if you get an AJ you know that still obviously would keep you in the mix for a quarterback at number one um now obviously uh at the Super Bowl you've run into a lot of different people uh Mike Holmgren uh you ran into him you ran, you've run into uh former Browns quarterback Brian Hoyer have you kind of run into anybody that sort of surprised you to sit down with them so good for them they're, they're getting a lot of great <laughs> they're getting a lot of great guests dan we're gonna have to do our podcast for the super bowl next year yeah i guess so, so. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll, yeah. maybe we'll actually be able to get baker mayfield or we'll be able to finally get you kirk cousins or, or somebody like that yeah exactly <laughs> so um, so, I, I mean, with Joe, he's being, he's keeping everything very close to the vest. Um, there's no real indication about what he's going to do yet. Have, have you gotten a sense of, of anything? Or are you leaning one way or the other with Joe? You know what? He, I think he's doing a really good job of, uh, of keeping us guessing. I asked him today, does this podcast kind of make you think, hey, you know, I got something going on. I don't really need to play anymore. And he, uh, he said, no. He doesn't. Oh, we got Browns fans here. Um, and no, he, he doesn't. He doesn't feel that way, you know, yet. So, um, I, I think he. I don't think he's made up his mind yet, necessarily. And if he has, I, I can't say that I know what he's going to do yet. Well, I'll say this: as a Browns fan walks behind you and says "Go Browns," and Joe Thomas is out there, probably the two most recognizable faces associated with the Cleveland Browns are in Minneapolis uh, between you and Joe. <laughs> 
it's it's really fun to be here. Uh, you know, it is really cool to see all the different people walking around. As you said, I got talking to Brian Hoyer yesterday. He was good. I still have to write another Brian Hoyer story, but I've been so busy today I haven't even gotten to it. But he really opened up a lot about um, about just how what a circus tried to deal with Johnny Mania and how it really did impact his performance. You know, he admitted a lot about that. So I'm looking forward to, to writing that, and I think people will probably enjoy reading that. Um, unfortunately, I ran up to Radio Row just after Baker Mayfield got done talking to uh, Hawk and Joe, but I don't know that there's so many handlers. These guys, everybody has a handler. I know. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, unless you can get past the handlers, it's very difficult to, uh, you know, to try to actually talk to some of these people. Yeah, gone are the days of the reporter sitting around the pool with Joe Namath. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to get that roller coaster right. But you know <laughs> what? Um, you do the best you can, and uh, you know. And tomorrow I've got Hall of Fame, Dan. I'm I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame all day tomorrow. The uh, selection meeting for that, so that'll be very very interesting. Uh, there'll be a lot of uh, just debate in the room about Terrell Owens. Mm-hmm sure there'll be some about Ray Lewis so I got a big day coming up tomorrow too yeah I wanted to get to that because obviously you are one of the Hall of Fame voters um you voted for Terrell Owens last year uh he's obviously still up this year Randy Moss joins him on the ballot this year I believe Isaac Bruce joins him on the ballot as well so a little competition for Terrell Owens in that regard I I mean do do you kind of is there any chance all three of those guys could get in or is it going to be kind of pick one you know what? It usually doesn't happen that way where three guys at one position get in. I mean, it's not unheard of. It usually doesn't happen that way. Um, so, yeah, the receiver thing is going to be very, very interesting. I don't know that all three of them will get in. I think there will still be a lot of fireworks about Terrell just based on last year. The, the room was pretty well divided mm-hmm. on Terrell last year, and I would anticipate that there will be uh, some similar sentiment this year. Ray Lewis is interesting, too, uh, because obviously we all know about the situation in Atlanta. Uh, well, I, I mean, nobody really knows much about that situation. That's part of the problem. Um, I mean, how do you think that's going to be approached? I think it'll come up. Uh, you know, I definitely think it'll come up. If, if the, the issues of Terrell Owens' uh, character have come up, certainly the issues of what went on with Ray Lewis would have to come up, I would, I would imagine. So... Uh, they always do, you know, whenever you have an owner that had something in his past or his background, that always comes up. So, uh, the, the odd thing is that though, most people that I've talked to do not seem to think that it will prevent him from getting into the hall. So, uh, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't think it will, but we will see. Yeah. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. The, the line is usually what they did on the field. And you kind of throw off the yeah. field stuff out the out the window. Is is that usually the approach? Well, that's what it's supposed to be, but it hasn't worked that way in the case of Terrell Owens. Yeah. If, if nobody was looking at Terrell Owens off the field, he probably would be in the hall by now. Although it's not easy to get in it at all. I'm not certainly not easy to get in as a wide receiver. So um, he will get in at some point, but it's just really for him almost a matter of when. So, so what is that day like? I mean, I know they make the announcement on Saturday night now at the uh, at the NFL Awards show, um, but I mean, how long are you guys in that room? Is there is there a set time limit? Are you locked in there until you vote? How, how does that work? Well, 
Hey, how are you? Um, yes, it's, um, you get in there at, um, I think it starts at either 7 or 7.30 in the morning. And it goes, they want to wrap it up by, I think, 3.30 tomorrow afternoon. Uh, because they have to be all ready for TV. They've got to go knock on the doors, which I think is such a cool thing the way they do that. Um, now there are some TVs in the room, so people get a chance to, uh, you know, to sort of see a little bit about the process. So, you know, that's kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, it's a, long, it's a long day, but an exciting day. And it really is cool to, you know, to be part of knowing that you are changing someone's life forever. Now, you let, let's shift to the Super Bowl here before I let you go. Um, you got to talk to uh, our old friend Kenny Britt earlier this week, and he, has, <laughs> he hasn't done a lot for the Patriots, but there he is. Uh, he will be—I don't know if he'll be in uniform on on Sunday night, but he will be there. He will be with the Patriots. Um, was it a different Kenny Britt that you talked to than than the guy we kind of got to see for those what, what what was it ten weeks in the Browns locker room? He was the same Kenny Britt. Okay. And he was 100%. Yeah. He was the exact same Kenny Britt. Um, yeah. I mean, the only difference is he had a little uh, Super Bowl logo on his <laughs> shoulder. So that's a lot different than what we saw from Kenny Britt before. But he hasn't been playing. He's been uh, inactive the last two games. So he might not actually get in this game. We'll have to see about that. But, um, you know, no love lost for Hugh Jackson. I tried to ask him about Hugh. And, um, you know, no love lost for Hugh. Those two just didn't see eye to eye, obviously. And um, so he's thrilled to be here and thrilled to be out of Cleveland. And, and you've gotten to talk to some people about Carson Wentz, too, obviously a guy who's not going to be playing on Sunday um, as well. Uh, but, um, look, the Eagles have to be thrilled they have him. They have to be thrilled that they'll get to come back with him next year, regardless of what happens on Sunday. Um, John Filippo, I know you talked to him. Uh, just some of what some people have had to say to you about Carson Wentz. Well, like you said, I talked to John Filippo, former Browns offensive coordinator. He was instrumental in helping bring Carson, you know, to Philadelphia. He had an input on in that a little bit. And, um, you know, I mean, they love Carson Wentz. They believe that he's their long, long-time franchise quarterback. I've even had people here say that he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Wow. So... Um, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of the vibe that you get. Uh, people just rave, rave, rave about Carson Wentz, and the Eagles would make that trade again in a heartbeat. And as we know, it hasn't worked out well yet for the Browns. They can still save it if they, uh, if they come up with their franchise quarterback and then fill in those pieces and parts around him. I suppose they can still save that trade, but I don't know. It's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously we've seen Nick Foles come in and play well, and he had a great championship game a couple weeks ago. But, you know, the difference between him and Wentz is you know with Wentz, if you're an Eagles fan, you're going to feel good about this team as long as he's suiting up for him. Foles, Foles has been a good stopgap, but you, you just know with Wentz that as long as he stays healthy, you're going to get, I mean, you're going to have a chance to contend for probably five to ten years with him at quarterback, at least. Yeah, you know and you know what, oddly enough, Dan, when you look at the quarterbacks in this draft class, um, as of right now, I don't know that you can point to any one of those guys and say that you see someone uh, who is as clean as Wentz was coming out that year, just in terms of skill set, character, ability to play under center, coming out of a pro-style offense. 
uh, just kind of the total package. Every single one of these guys in this draft, uh, you know, there are knocks against them. Mm-hmm. Even here, I hear things. So, uh, so it's going to be, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they can land anybody out of this draft as good as Carson. Well, yeah, because people are trying to kind of draw that line between Wentz and, and Josh Allen um, because, you know, small school, his offensive coordinator was Wentz's coach. But then you look at the completion percentage and the accuracy, and, and you got an up-close look at Allen at, at the Senior Bowl. Um, and, and they were yeah. looked good at times and, and looked shaky at times. Yeah, you know what? The accuracy is a concern. I mean, there were, there were some throws that it looked like he was seeing ghosts, and, you know, you just can't have that. I did talk to one guy here yesterday that said, you know, college, well, actually, John Filippo went on and on and on, not speaking specifically about Josh Allen. He, yesterday, I was asking him about that stuff, and he said, you know, your college completion center, completion percentage follows you from high school to college to the pros. If you weren't, if you're not good at it in college, you're not going to be good at it in the pros. So, you know, just based on that, uh, you know, I would think that you know, he's someone that would not, you know, that would not believe a guy like Josh Allen is anywhere near a Carson Wentz. So that's knock against him. Then you've got the Baker Mayfield height slash character issues. Someone here mentioned, you know, Sam Darnold is reckless. Josh Rosen has some character questions. So, you know, they all have things that you can poke holes in, but, you know, that's what the NFL does at this time of year. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, obviously, you're going to be leaving before the game. You're you're smart. Get out of there before everybody else. Uh, but that said, uh, is, is there anything in the back of your mind that makes you believe that we won't see a, another Patriots championship? You know, I, I really like this Philadelphia Eagles coaching staff. I like the team. I like their defense. I, I like a lot about what they do. Um, but, you know, I always have a hard time betting against – Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I think they have another one in them. I, I think they're going to win this game. All right. Well, uh, we will let you go and, and venture around the mall and, and see who you can see and maybe get on that roller coaster with, with Baker Mayfield. If you do, I expect to see yeah, uh, expect to see video. If I, yeah, I'll Snapchat that if I get up. <laughs> Okay, that was Mary Kay Cabot, and this was another edition of Orange and Brown Talk. Remember to head to iTunes and subscribe to our new Orange and Brown Talk podcast channel. It made it into the top 100 in the sports and recreation uh, charts on iTunes last week. I don't know if that's a big deal or not, but head over there, give us a rating, good rating. Don't go over there and give us a bad rating. Come on, what's the point of that? Good ratings only, people, especially with this awesome music I've got playing in the background. It's so intense. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you.